Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Man of the Second here, hanging out, uh, talking movies, and we are talking movies today. That's the, the, the big special uh, that we're talking about. We've been talking about this for like a decade, uh, actually, for about 30 seconds. Uh, Greg Tillman's been working uh, really hard back there. Is that Greg or Shia LaBeouf back on the Tim Cam? Shia? No, it's Greg. It is Greg. Good to see you. Tim's, uh, Tim's off getting his hair cut uh, right now. Uh, he heard some good things about uh, the cosmetology school. So, uh, Tim, I hope, hope it comes back pretty good. Um, we're going to be doing some great interviews, or at least we're going to be interviewing. Don't know how they're great they're going to be because I'm the one doing them. But Mr. Tillman has got the satellite in play, and so uh, that's what he's been working on to, to make sure that happens. So uh, we've got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Mark Ruffalo, and Noah Jupe at least lined up uh, for the next uh, 30 minutes. So very happy to have Jamie Lee Curtis first. Uh, Greg, have you got that, uh, got that lined up? Kind of? Okay, well, let's see if we can go to the satellite. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, is on the satellite. Lee Curtis. Hi, thank you so much for joining us for Meet Me at the Boobies. Good morning, and I don't know your middle name and last name because you just <laughs> called my, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, and I'm just saying, hi, Noel. What is your middle name? Well, I I am Noel T. Manning II. So Noel <laughs> T. is in T. is in Tom. Yeah, T. is in tuberculosis or nice, Tom. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tom, not tuberculosis. Okay, like tuberculosis <laughs> would be the bummer reason why they it named would. you. Yeah. It would. It would. Yeah, it, it is Thomas. So thank you so much for uh, spending time with us. Of I course, my my great pleasure. Yeah. Nights Out, one of the most enjoyable times I've had at the theater in 2019. Oh, excellent. A, Yay! It <laughs> there it is. We're done. I should go home. High praise from my friend Noel. Yeah. Well, critics and audiences are all drawn to this. It's a crazy ride. And what is it that you think has made this film connect with so many people kind of across that spectrum? Boy, you never know. You just don't know. Um, I think because, I think for a couple reasons. I think it's just flat out funny. And yeah. comedy is a great binder. You know, when you hear something's really funny, it binds people, it gathers people. Because we're all struggling. Every person I know is struggling in some way. We've got kids, we've got elder parents, we've got work, we've got not work, we've, we've got health care issues, we have insurance issues, we're, you know, living in a global crisis, we're all stressed out. And so to have a funny movie to go to is a great release. It's a great balm for your psyche to laugh with a group of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's really what's going on. You know, it's the holidays, usually the offerings of movies, they're bummers. They're just bummers. They're serious and really important movies and beautifully made, but they're bummers. And, yeah. and this is not a bummer. No, no. Well, unless you're Christopher Plummer's character, but, but other than that. Right, he's dead, and that's a bummer. 
But uh, uh, the 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 fun of the movie uh, to me is an indication, and the success of the movie tells me that people want to have some fun. Yeah, yeah, and, and the film is really so engaging on every level. I mean, the cinematography, the editing, the score the directing and the casting. I really love you to share a little bit about your ensemble cast that you had to work with with this incredible slice of cinema. Well, I love that you're so enthusiastic about it and your what you just said about the movie is is should be uh, like in the banner, you know, in, in the movie <laughs> theater saying because it is it's a collaborative medium, the movie business. So you have visuals, you have music, you have camera movement. You have beautiful old Gothic house. You've got this crazy group of people from, from Daniel Craig, who's really the star of the movie, playing this very weird southern sleuth named Benoit Blanc, to everyone from Chris Evans, Dem, Tony Collette, uh, uh, Michael Shannon, myself, Don Johnson. It's a cornucopia of weird people um, coming together. All, by the way, written and directed by this very sweet, quiet man named Ryan Johnson. Yeah, yeah. All out of his weird head. <laughs> well, I tell you, it really worked, and um, I loved it all. I'm and glad. My family, my family is a Jamie Lee Curtis-loving family. Oh, that's my beautiful. Wife, Thank you. Wife and my children, uh, you know, we, we've all just been a part of, of, of your life and film. And for my kids, the first film they ever saw you in was Freaky Friday. So that was our family film, our first time they got introduced to you. And then, of course, it went on to Christmas with the Cranks. And so my kids asked me, hey, if you talk to Jamie Lee, would you ask her this question? So, of I'm course, ready. I'm going to my kids. So they said, if you could Freaky Friday body switch with any of the other characters in Knives Out, who would that be and why? Wow. Uh, wow. Um, wow. I would body switch with Ana de Armas, who plays Marta Cabrera, who is the nurse of the deceased. And I would because... Um, Anna is from Cuba, and Anna's had a very interesting career, but it's going to be very different life than mine. And I just think if you're going to body switch with somebody, you got to body switch with somebody who's had a really different point of view. And so I would body I switch it. with her. I love it. Jamie, thank you so much for your time. Thank uh, you, you, and thank your been... family. I really appreciate deeply your support and um uh, you know, it, 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 I'm not being trite. That's a very personal thing you shared with me, and I appreciate it a lot. Well, thank you so, thank you so much. And uh, the film is absolutely wonderful. And, oh, and thanks for out. your body of work. Appreciate no, it. Thank you very much. Happy holidays, everyone. Don't drink and drive. You. <laughs> okay. Jamie was just dang fun. Jamie, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to chat with us. That was a blast. I'd love to talk with you again uh, at some point. And, man, your body of work, crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, speaking of, of someone who uh, looks a little crazy in, in green makeup and, and crazy CG, Mark Ruffalo is going to be our guest right here on Meet Me in the Movies, uh, his body of work as well. I mean, my daughter loves 13 Going on 30, first time she saw him. 
The Last Castle, also, of course, The Avengers. Uh, the movie we're going to talk about today is called Dark Waters, based on a true story. And uh, Mark had um, a lot of involvement in making sure this came to life. And uh, if you've got that uh, link set up, Greg, we'll talk to Mark about that. I think we're good. All right. Kind of. Fingers crossed. All right. Let's go to uh, the interview with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Hi, Mark Ruffalo. How are you, sir? Good, Noel. How are you? Hey, marvelous. Thank you so much for uh, taking time to speak with us today on Meet Me at the Movies. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Tell you, Dark Waters it really is such a fascinating story, and it's a, a journey of speaking about truth uh, and seeking truth. I'd love to hear about when you first found this story and how did it speak to you? Yeah, I, I read it in the New York Times Magazine in an article by Nathaniel Rich entitled The, the Lawyer That Became DuPont's Worst Nightmare. And I was just struck by the, the kind of depth and breadth of the story, this, this, this corporate crime um, spanning, you know, almost 50 years with a cover-up. Um, and nobody knew about it. And this just incredible, uh, humble lawyer who, who kind of by accident uh, ended up uncovering this huge corporate crime and cover-up. And I, and I just thought, man, this, kind of, this is the kind of story that I want to be telling. I'm in a unique position to be able to put something like this together right now. And um, and I and I think it has all the elements of being just a, a fantastic, thrilling, moving, and important film. It is. It truly is, and it's something that is still relevant. And these kinds of cases are still going on today. There's one currently in Wilmington, North Carolina, that 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 has very similar elements. So the relevance of this is still out there. It's not something that's in our past. It's something that's in our present. And is that a message that you hope audiences will gain from this as well? This kind of David versus Goliath story. Yeah, I mean, this is. I feel like this is essentially the story of America right now. Um, wow. Yes, it's about PFAS, but it's about a system that's, that's let us down. Um, it's, a, it's a corporate uh, political system that puts uh, profits over people, and we see it happening in many, many different industries, whether it's tobacco or, or um, food and climate change and Monsanto and Exxon and, or the opioid uh, problem. Uh, it, it's the same story over and or, or PFAS and, and DuPont. It's the same story right. over and over and over again. And so, yes, it's it's about these people and this community, but it's ultimately about us and who we are today and where we are today and how are we going to go forward from here. The, the research that you did to kind of bring this story and this character to life must have been pretty monumental. How long uh, did you work on this before you felt like you had, you know, had this story to be able to tell? Well, 
I think we all sense the, the, the importance and the timeliness of the story. And so this thing was made in under three years, which is, wow. which is really, you know, remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we were just blessed by, at every turn by a great draft coming up by my, uh, Michael, Matthew Michael Carnahan, the first draft, Todd Haynes coming on, bringing in Mauro Carrera who did the most incredible first draft of the movie that you see today. I mean, other than some minor tweaks, that was his first draft that he turned over literally in two months. Wow. Um, so, you know, it came together. We all knew how important it was. We spent a lot of time with Rob DuPont. We spent a lot of time with the folks from Parkersburg, uh, Darlene and Joe Kiger, uh, Bucky Bailey, the, uh, the Tennant family. And um, and and then Rob and his family, so that you know it would be centered on the community, totally factually sound and and secure, and also uh, what I hope is is what I feel is a great movie. It really is, and and you brought um, this character, this real life character, to life, and 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 you talk about the cast and crew that you had, absolutely phenomenal uh, in what you were able to put on the film and. You show, you know, you showed vulnerability. Um, you showed uh, the physical and the emotional toll that something like this can take on someone when they want to speak truth, um, and uh, and others out there don't want that truth to be told. So, uh, so thank you so much for for taking the time to bring this story to life. Thank you so much for getting it. <laughs> if if you have any final takeaways or messages uh, for audiences, what would you want them to gain from this film? We're, we're, it, it, no one's going to save us. It, it, it's, it's, it's us. Um, and, and we have a moment right now to, to make a choice about what our future is going to be. Uh, and it doesn't have to be this. We don't have to be poisoned. We don't have to be drug addicts. We don't have to be our, our, our sick and, and living in an environment that makes us sick. We can make some choices, and we have an election coming up and some choices, real big choices to make, that we can change this system to, to serve us instead of us um, just being bilked for our, our hard-earned paychecks and savings and um, the loss of our families. Mark, I appreciate what you do for cinema, but I, but I appreciate more than that what you do for life and for bringing stories to life and real stories as well. And uh, you, were, you were one of those uh, people that my family said, hey, if we could have anybody to hang out with around Thanksgiving dinner, who would it be? It's Mark Ruffalo. Because, <laughs> because my daughter, you know, she fell in love with you in 13 going on 30, and my son, of course, with The Incredible Hulk, and, yeah. and I've followed you since The Last Castle. So, you know, you, you're that guy that's, that's a family friend, and so you're always welcome for Thanksgiving or Christmas <laughs> or any other holiday that you want to visit. Thanks. <laughs> no, I love that, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> So if you're in North Carolina, please stop by. And, again, thanks for taking the time to talk about Dark Waters. Just an amazing, amazing piece of cinema. Uh, my, my, my pleasure and honor. Thank you. Really appreciate Mark taking time to spend with us, as well as Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, and after the break, we're going to come back and talk to Noah Jupe. Uh, Noah, just to let you know who he, this guy is, uh, Quiet Place. Uh, also, uh, you can see him uh, this season uh, in Ford versus Ferrari as well. Uh, as Honey Boy, uh, the, uh, the story, uh, the semi-autobiographical story of Shia LaBeouf. Uh, all that and hopefully more right after this break. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me.
I would tell anybody that's interested in getting broadcasting that um, this is a really exciting field to be in. The possibilities are endless. And every day is different. Um, there's always something new. Um, you're always on your toes. It's I think the good thing about, you know, a school like Cleveland Community College is they're really good at keeping up with the latest technologies. My experience um, with the broadcasting program has been everything and more. I've hosted a television show here, I've done radio shows, I've, I've made my own commercials, all kinds of exciting things, digital animation, and I've never thought I'd have a career in news that I enjoy. It's just really exciting to, you know, have a career where you're in control of what two million people in the area are watching every night. It's really exciting and enriching and fulfilling work. It doesn't feel like a job. I mean, I get to hang around all day and make television. I mean, just listen to that. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? Arsenic. Cadmium. Fluorine. Formaldehyde. Rubidium, lithium. Do yourself a favor and don't image search for exploding e-cigarettes. What you don't know about e-cigarettes can hurt you. Are you ready to take all this in? These lines, like the creases in my father's hands, show the hard work and sacrifices of a line worker. These lines are the connections my father helped build between people, businesses, and organizations. They tell the story of how we invested in ourselves. We're public power, and these lines are our lines. At CCC, we're all about training students for exciting careers. Our Barber Academy is a great example. Did you know jobs for barbers, stylists, and other related fields are increasing? Competition for the best jobs will be strong. With your CCC training, you'll have a definite edge. Our courses give you the skills and knowledge you need to sit for North Carolina's Apprentice Barber Exam. To move up the ladder, you need at least one year of on-the-job training before you take the state's registered barber exam. If you pass, it's official. You'll be a registered barber. While private barber schools can cost $10,000 or more, CCC makes it affordable. Plus, you can complete our Barber Academy in only 15 months. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Hello and welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I appreciate you tuning in with us. We are talking movies today and talking movie stars. This is the interview special. Uh, we talked to Mark Ruffalo and Jamie Lee Curtis back before the break. Uh, and now we've got Noah Jupe lined up. Uh, Greg's got him on the satellite, I believe. And if you don't know who Noah Jupe is, uh, you'll definitely recognize the face if you saw Quiet Place, if you saw Ford vs. Ferrari, or Honey Boy, uh, which uh, is the, uh, the story, the semi-autobiographical story of Shia LaBeouf. And uh, for his role in this movie, a Critics' Choice nomination for Noah Jupe. So Noah, let's, uh, let's see if we can get Noah. Greg, you got him? Yeah, okay, all right, let's go to it. Noah Jupe. Hi, Noah Jupe. Uh, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. How are you? Uh, marvelous, marvelous. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with us today. And, man, you have been busy 
these past several I, years. And uh, within a few short months, audiences are going to be able to see you uh, in Honey Boy, Ford versus Ferrari, and also the next installment of A Quiet Place. And all three of these films are different, and the roles are different. And as an acting talent, how is your approach different when you're taking on these these complex and varied types of films? Um, uh, great question. Thank you. Um, but for me, um, every, every single movie is different. And, you know, I've been asked a couple of times, which was your favorite, like A Quiet Place or Honey Boy or Honey Boy or Ford v Ferrari. And I can't say because I'm equally passionate about all of them and they're all very different experiences and that's what I actually love about this this industry is that you get these families and you get these different experiences you learn all these new skills but it's always different and it's always a new character and obviously for for coming back to the character for a quiet place um but yeah I I think my main thing is I guess finding um, a similarity between, you know, from me, through my character and, and an understanding of them where you're able to almost um, have respect for them no matter who they are and no matter, like, what decisions they make. But you have to you have to have a respect for them before, like, you can, you know, enter their, their psyche or, or, or whatever. You know, for each of these, they're demanding in different ways. And I look at Honey Boy, and man, talk about an emotionally demanding role. Uh, you know, looking at kind of a semi-autobiographical look at the life of Shia LaBeouf. Tell me about the research you did for this role, and also maybe uh, looking at some of Shia's previous work, and then the direct one-on-one -on -one meetings with him that kind of helped you create Otis. Um. I mean, first of all, when I, um, my mum came in and she was like pitching me this idea and it was like, oh, so it's a, it's almost a kind of bi biopic of Shia's, Shia LaBeouf's life. And I was like, cool name, but who's that? Um, <laughs> and I actually, I hadn't like not experienced him as an actor before. I'd never really seen any of his stuff. Um, I'd heard the name and I thought it was a cool name, but not really uh, <laughs> followed him yet. Um, I say yet because I now am obsessed with him. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so then we started the process of the audition and, and I, I met him and I, I got the role, I guess, and then I started watching Even Stevens, fell in yeah. love with that, I started, you know, continued watching that for pure entertainment rather than, you know, just for the for this movie. Um, and then went on to like Holes and the Battle of Shaker Heights and then just went through his kind of life through movies and I'm still going now but um, but I love I love him now as an actor and um, you know not just because I've met him not just because I know him but because I you know he's a real truth seeker and I love the way he he is on um, on on screen um, but also with hi having him on set I guess he had written this story and this kind of base basis of of his life um but then he kind of with with the script he kind of passed the baton to us and he gave us the kind of opportunity to grow this character in our own way and to have a different interpretation of it obviously 
you know, we, we asked him a lot of questions, but it wasn't more like he was um, there, you know, saying, oh, no, I didn't do that. No, no, I, I did this. It was, it was more like he kind of took a step back and he'd written it all down. He'd got it all out. And now it was time for me and Lucas to, to build, build this character of Otis. Oh, it was so marvelous, and uh, your roles in Ford v. Ferrari, Quiet Place, and this really are so much about relationships, and I just want to thank you for bringing those relationships to life, and your characters in each of these really provides a foundation, a grounding for characters, and just thanks for your work, and I continue to look for great things for you. So, Noah, thanks for your time today. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thank you. Appreciate you guys uh, spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, we've got uh, Christian Jessup lined up. Just the interview special, and uh, Christian's going to tell us about some scores that are some of his favorite scores of 2019, right here on What's the Score? What's up, everyone? My name's Christian Jessup, and this is What's the Score? I'm excited to be back with another segment where I break down some of my favorite scores from 2019. So, I'm starting with Avengers Endgame as one of my three favorite scores of 2019. Alan Silvestri is an incredible composer. You might know him from 80s scores like the Back to the Future franchise. He also did Forrest Gump, which he got an Academy Award nomination for. Um, just a really wonderful composer. And his score for Avengers Endgame is kind of the culmination of what we've seen in all of these Marvel films. And we see so much nuance. He brings back old character themes. He brings back certain like textures. You might remember that we talked about sound palettes and he's created a very specific palette for the Avengers and for these Marvel films that we haven't really seen any other franchise be able to tackle. One of my favorite cues from this is Portals. If you've seen the film, this is that fantastic scene towards the end, the big climax where all the heroes band together and Captain America says Avengers assemble. Um, it's really triumphant. It's got a lot of brass, a lot of strings, just repeating the same notes, and then you finally get that big rendition of the Avengers theme. I'd argue the Avengers theme is really one of the most memorable themes we've gotten in the 2010s. Um, you don't see big, huge character themes anymore, or at least not as often as you used to, and it's a great throwback to those classic themes that we saw a lot of times from John Williams and from Silvestri himself. Um, highly recommend this score. It's one of my favorites of 2019. Lastly, my third favorite film score of 2019 has to be Rainy Newman's score for Marriage Story. Marriage Story is an absolutely wonderful film. It's heartbreaking, it's tender, it's warm, it's got so many emotions in it, and Rainy Newman really does a great job of making you feel everything in this one. You might recognize his name and his work from his work on Pixar films. He did Toy Story, A Bug's Life, he did Monsters, Inc., and you'll notice a lot of those same compositional techniques in this one. He has a great knack for kind of capturing nostalgia and that like sense of longing and he really brings that to marriage story in a way that's absolutely perfect for the film the score is only 25 minutes for a two plus hour film it's very unusual normally 80 percent of a film has music in it and then this one it's closer to 20 percent um, which really means that he has to make every minute count and he does he does such a great job with this one i've been listening to it non-stop and i highly recommend you check it out so, those are my favorite scores of 2019. I haven't listened to them all yet. There's some that I'm sure to enjoy later on, but I highly recommend that you listen to these scores and let me know what you think. Give me a follow online and give me your thoughts.
I'd like to thank all of our guests for uh, spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies uh, this week. Uh, man, a lot of fun. I didn't do a whole lot of work. I just kind of chatted and let them chat back. But I appreciate everybody tuning in uh, for, for taking the time and for listening to us if you're doing that through C19 TV or if you're downloading the podcast, WGWG.org. We appreciate that as well. Uh, we'll leave you with a movie quote, as I always try to do. This uh, comes from Tony Stark, an intelligence agency that fears intelligence. Hmm, historically, not awesome. Till next time, I'm Noel T. Manning II for Greg Tillman and for all of us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. That is a wrap.